right, let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for yet again another opportunity to come and learn at your feet. Thank you because we know that your spirit is in this place. Thank you because your word says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We thank you for the liberty to worship you this evening. We thank you for the liberty, liberty to receive your word. Lord, accept our thanks and praises in Jesus' name. We ask, oh God, even as we go into your word, the Father, you will teach us by your word in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you instruct us by your word in the name of Jesus. We receive grace, oh Lord, to not just be a hearer of your word, but be a doer of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Teach us this evening, oh Lord. Instruct us this evening. Direct us this evening by your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our prayers. Your word is to be praised. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. All right, so uh, this evening I bring us the word of God in this season uh, of turning points uh, that I've titled No Limitation. Tell somebody, No Limitation. Celebrate God for that word. There is no more limitation. In this season of turning point, in this season that God is set to turn around the situation of his people, to turn around our circumstances, there is no more limitation. There is no more limitation. And we are going to be looking into the word of God this evening because we know that there are times, as we will be seeing in the word of God, when God is ready or proposed to do something in the life of his people, but yet uh, there seems to be uh, some form of limitations that stand in the way of, of that blessing that God has proposed to do. And truly in life, there are, there are limitations in life. Uh, for many of us, uh, if we have our way, uh, we might not even be in this place today because uh, for some persons that want to travel abroad, for example, and the person has been limited by denial of visa, that is, that's limitation. In life, there is always a gap between that which we truly desire and that's which uh, we have in reality. Sometimes we wish, uh, some, some weeks ago, uh, the man of God mentioned that uh, we want to pay the rent of the church. And inside of me, I wish that I can just tell the man of God, just cancel that announcement. This is the check. But there is a limitation uh, financially. So which means that in life, there are things that we want to do. There are things that we wish to do, places that we wish to go, but we are limited. Limited either physically or limited financially, limited in knowledge, limited uh, by information. There are all forms of limitation. I want us to consider from the word of God this evening. Uh, let's check our uh, Second Kings chapter 5. I read from verse 1. Second Kings chapter 5 verse 1. The Bible says, now Naaman commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Hmm. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria, he was also a mighty man of valor. However, there is a limitation. There is a bolt, there is a stain to all these qualities. However, he is a leper. So, this man, with all the qualification he has, with all that he has done, with all how honorable the Bible described him that he is, the Bible even described him that he's a mighty man of valor. However, 
when men sees him, when they count all of those qualities, when they remember all of those good things he has, he, he is, and he has done, there is something that is like a stain on his garments that is restricting him. Uh, for, we, we read in the Bible, back in those days, when someone is a leper, you hardly even allow in the gathering of the people. You are placed outskirts of the city. You are treated uh, with, with, uh, with some form of restraint. You are not meant to be in, in a social gathering. If you, you belong to a family, they are not proud to show you. And that is a form of limitation for him. Yes, he has all of this in him. He's an honorable man. He's a mighty man. Uh, by him, God brought victory to a whole nation. However, he has this in his, in his life. He has this limitation. He has these circumstances that seems to be holding him back. To be, to fully become that which God has ordained him to be or enjoy. Now, for the fact that he's, by him is honorable, God brought victory that some there's some largesse that is supposed to be largessing. He's meant to have access to some kind of life that ordinary uh, uh, person in that nation shouldn't have. But because he's a leper, when there is a party in that community, he's not meant to be in that gathering. When they are calling people that are whole and arty, he's not meant to come out as, as one of them because there is a form of limitation in his life. And really, the central message I've brought this evening is that what is that thing that God has done for you? What is that thing that God has said concerning you? What is that word that has proceeded from this altar to you? What is that thing that you are meant to do, that you are meant to become? And what is that thing that is limiting you? What limitation do you think you have? Because as I study the word of God, I realize that there are all forms of limitation. However, the greatest limitation that we can have, especially for every one of us that is attached to this house, this house has been, this month has been proclaimed our month of turning point. And the last message that the pastor preached himself, he said in the, in the season of turning point, there is breakthrough. When there is turning point, you know, the expectation is high. When there is turning point, when your time has come, there is, there is really no limit to what God can do. But I, want, I brought a message this evening to remind you that there is something that can limit that thing that God has destined to do. And that is if you have limitation in your mind. If you have limitation in your mind. The mind is a powerful tool that whatever we allow to breathe in our mind, we see in reality. In the real sense, when you keep, they used to tell us then uh, as a student in, in secondary school, you know, when you keep saying, I don't like math, I don't like math, what will happen? What will happen? You, you, you will not like the math, and the math will not like you, right? And they keep encouraging us. Just like your math teacher, and it looks as if all the math teachers are just something else. So you don't like the math. Even the teacher that wants to teach the math is not even helping the matters. And they keep encouraging us, just like it, just like it. If you like it, if you like the teacher, you are going to see that math is going to be easy. What the adult is trying to do for us at that time is to get our mind conditioned to seeing the positive side of mathematics. See the positive side of the teacher, see the positive side of the calculation. Because that had us understand the fact that if your mind can be fixed on it, your heart and your hand can receive it. 
Have you ever wondered, for those of us that uh, have, have bought cars before, the moment you begin to think about you want to buy a particular car, and you have in mind that you want to buy a Passat 2019, from that moment henceforth, anywhere you look on the road, what will you see? Passat. You will see Passat. The moment you fix your mind on something, that thing will happen. And that is why it is very important that we understand the power of our mind in this season that God is set to bless us. Because whatever limitation we allow in our mind might be the restraint, might be the constraint to the blessing of God. But I pray this evening that our mind will not be limited in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's read from the Bible, Romans 12, chapter 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2. Help me. And I want us to see because to see the, how much God has even given to us as his children. The will of God, the plans of God for our life is yea and amen. He says the thought I have towards you is thought of what? Hello, is somebody in church? The thought I have towards you is thought of good and not of evil to give you what? An expected end. So, God is destined to bless. He's in the business of blessing. He's willing to bless. However, we have a part to play. And this evening, my emphasis is that the part that we have to play in the blessing of God is for our mind to be able to conceive, for our mind to be able to receive that which God is said to give to us. Because it is when we are able to say it, it is when we believe it, it is when we have faith in it that we are able to receive it. The big part of verse 2 of Romans chapter 12 says that, be transformed by renewing of your mind. And I want you to pay attention to the last part. Because that last part is talking about that you may prove. Now, that you may prove means that God has given you the power that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, what is good, what is acceptable, the perfect will of God for your life, God is saying, I've given you the power to prove it. What does it mean to prove? Let's make it interactive. What does it mean to prove? You said? To, to make a point. Grandma, you said something, man. To confirm it. God is saying the good will that I have for you, the acceptable will that I have for you, my perfect will for you is dependent on you to prove it. Because it is there. The thought I have for you. He says, as heaven is far from the heart, so are my ways far from your ways. He says, I wish above all things that you be in good health and you prosper. So he wish well for us. God as all good for us, however, our mind is the critical factor in this place. Our mind is very critical. Our mind is very critical. That you may prove. You need to renew your mind. What does it mean to renew your mind? Let's make it an interactive service. What does it mean to renew our mind? Anybody? Let's make it an interactive service. The Bible says, be transformed by renewal of your mind. What does it mean to renew your mind? Anybody? It's an interactive service. What does it mean to renew your mind? Anybody wants to help us? When the Bible says, be transformed, change things, 
by the renewing of your mind. Sister Lady, help us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, there is a there's a way we um there is a way we are used to. Mm. There is a culture you have grown up with. Um, there is a way the community or where you grew up have affected your mind. And so the Bible is saying that you should not be conformed to the things of this world. Mm -hmm. So to renew your mind means to, um, you know, when you put a dirty cup, when you put a, a, a um, dirty water inside a cup, and you not take the water, the cups, the tap, and you are pouring water. The more you pour water, the, the, the cup becomes full and, began, and begins to overflow. Yeah. And so before you know, if you leave it for a long time, you end up having a clean water. Mm -hmm. So what the Bible is saying is that you keep taking the word of God to those things you are used to becomes diluted mm -hmm. and then your mind becomes um, your, your mind aligns to the will of God to the word of God thank you very much celebrate her one of the things she said that is that is very cogent to this discussion is there is a way that our society our environment our upbringing has formed us or shaped our mind for some things to happen yes or no the way we are brought up, we expect that uh, uh, if I'm coming to church, uh, I should be in church by 6 o'clock. I should get to church and meet the choir singing. Uh, we, we just expect things to be in a particular way, for things to happen in a particular fashion. But God is saying, when I'm set to bless you, just let your mind be open. Because when your mind is open, I can do beyond that which you are confining me to. Sometimes what we get is what we confine God to. And I want us to consider in that, that story of Naaman that we read, 2 Kings. I want, I want to read uh, further down. Give me 2 Kings chapter 5. Let's just read and see what culture, what uh, our mind can do and how it can affect the blessing of God even when God is already set to bless us. We read uh, from verse 1 that Naaman was an honorable man. Naaman was a mighty man of Velo. Naaman, uh, by him God brought victory to Syria. Let's go to verse 2. Verse 2, the Bible says, And the Syrian had gone out on a raid, right? And had brought back captive a young girl. Now, a young girl in this context was a turning point to the limitation that is in the life of Naaman. And we are going to see. But they have brought a young girl. Now, this young girl, there are two things that have qualified this girl. First, that girl is a captive. So, as a captive, it is expected that nothing good can come out of this one. The second is that the Bible qualifies that girl as a young girl. Right? But let's see, what's, how critical is this young girl or what is it that God wanted to do through this young girl in the life of Naaman that was an honorable man, Naaman that brought victory to a whole nation, Naaman that is a mighty man of valor. The Bible says from, that, from the land of Israel, the young girl was brought, she waited on Naaman's wife, which means she worked as a mistress, as a housemaid or with Naaman's wife. Let's continue. Then she said to her mistress, the girl considered, she, she lives in the house and she has seen that uh, the, the master of the house is a great man. However, there is something in his life that is a limiting factor. And because of the experience that that girl has had in the, in the nation of Israel, where he's coming, he has had, he had an experience of a prophet of God that is in that nation. And he said to his, to his master, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, 
he would have healed him of his leprosy. Let's continue. And Naaman went and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Let's continue. Then the king of Syria said, Go now. Right? The king of Syria, of course, is interested in Naaman's story because though Naaman has leprosy, but by him is significant in that country because the Bible told us that by him is a very significant man because the victory that that nation is enjoying at that point in time was brought about by him. So king is interested in his story, right? But we'll see what his mind, how his mind almost affected that blessing. Go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold and 10 changes of clothing. Let's continue. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter, another limitation, when the king read the letter, what happened? That he tore his clothes and said, Oh my God, the king was angry. But God is preparing Naaman for his blessings. God is preparing Naaman for a turnaround in his circumstances. And yet, limitation upon limitation keep coming his way. Now, these are limitations. These are fiscal limitations. These are limitations that is even not from him, right? So, the king tore his clothes. He was angry. Am I God to kill and to make alive that this man sent a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks to quarrel with me. The king has even taken it to another level. Now, he has taken it beyond just Naaman to taking it beyond, he wants to quarrel with me nation to nation. Those are limitations that the enemy, that circumstances can throw our way in, in the course of receiving the blessing that God has had prepared for us. So it was when Elisha, and in this season of turning point, in this season of turning point, what you expect from God, what you need from God, God is going to position somebody that will hear about that thing. God is going to position somebody that will speak for you where you can't speak for yourself. God is going to position somebody that will see the need that you have and know the person that can provide the need and create a linkage for you. God is going to position a man of God like we have in this house that is going to speak over our life and declare over our life that this is your season of turning point. Elisha had the prophet, the real change had the man of God that the king of Israel turned his clothes that he sets that he sent to the king saying why have you torn your clothes please let him come to me and he shall know that there is prophet in Israel God everything was being set to change his story however there is limitation upon limitation then Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house and Elisha sent a messenger to him. Now, can we see what is happening? I want you to pay attention. Because this is where now our mind can be an interest. Naaman went with horses. He went with silver. He went with gold. He went with talent. He went with gifts. Because, I mean, he's an honorable man. He's rich. He's well, he's well known. And he was ready to pay anything to get the healing that he needs of his leprosy. But instead of the man of God to minister to him or to come out to meet him, the man of God, because he's a man of God, sent a messenger. 
I believe that was the leading of God at that time. Sent a messenger to him saying, go and tell him, go and wash yourself in Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you will be clean. What happened afterwards? Let's see. But Naaman became what? Furious. His mind. Why was he furious? Why was he hungry? He was expecting a particular pattern that the blessing should come. He was expecting the man of God to come out. The Bible says he was expecting that the man of God will come out and will wave his hand over the, his body and will command the leprosy to go. Brothers and sisters, I've come to tell you this evening, don't limit God. 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 Where we think, how you think, is going to perform that miracle. It's not your business. Your business in this season is to wait upon God. Your business is in, in this season is for you to have faith in God. Your business in this season is for you to believe God. Don't limit him by a pattern. Don't limit him by your tradition. Don't limit him by your culture. Don't limit him by the way, by what you are used to. Naaman got angry and said, I said to myself, he will surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. But the Lord is saying, no, I'm not going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. All I need you to do is just to believe on me. That the thoughts I have for you is a thought of peace, is a thought of good and not of evil. Leave me to the business of the how. Leave me to the business of the how. Believe on me. Have faith in me. That is all we need. And he said, he was even making references. There are many rivers that you could have referred me to. How come you are referring me to Jordan that is dirty? How come you are telling me to do what seems to be meaningless? Sometimes God will ask us to do something and it looks as if it's ridiculous to your logical sense. And what looks ridiculous to your logical sense, God is saying that is going to be the catalyst to the blessing that I've destined for you. He says, are there no rivers? Abana, he make reference, Farpa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel. If it is to dip myself in the river and be clean, then there are many rivers you can take me to. But God is saying, no, it is not just to dip yourself in the river. There is a factor, there is a word that, that comes with it, there is a word that activates the river. If the word that was spoken was spoken over River Jordan, if you go to another river, my brother, you won't get the blessing. You won't. If the word that is for you is for you to do something that seems ridiculous, if you go and do something that looks honorable to you, you won't get the blessing. Because the ridiculous might be just the catalyst to the blessing. And let's go to the next verse. He was angry, but thank God for that turning point. Thank God for that servant that was with him. And the servant said to him, and spoke to him and said, My father, appealing to his conscience. And that is why I know that in this season, when it is your time for turning point, when God is set to bless you, no matter how 
the heaven, if let the let the heart rage, let circumstances rage against you. What God is set to do for you in this season, God will look beyond your faith, God will look beyond your thought pattern, God will look beyond your capacity, and God will bless you with that which He has proposed. That the word of God will manifest. It says, My word that I speak, when it goes out, it will return to me void, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which it has been sent. The word of God that has been sent over this house, in this month of turning point, in this month of resurrection, will find manifestation in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. The servant said to him, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? Would you not? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean. You are living with this lep leprosy anyways. What can be worse than having living with leprosy? Right? What can be worse than that? So if it is, and you must, I mean, you must have been spending. It's, it's just like the case of the woman of the issue, with the issues of blood. For 38 years, is this 38 or 12? For 12 years, he has been with that issue. But on a particular day, on a particular day, and we can think about all forms of limitation that was before her on that day. Number one, Jesus didn't have business with her on that day. Number two, the Bible told us that there were many crowds that were pressing on Jesus. So for her, if she wants to consider limitation, she would not have received a blessing on that day. But she was determined in her mind that only if I can touch the hem of his garment. That is how powerful our mind, our belief, how powerful what we can get when we believe, when we believe God. Verse 15, let's see what happened when he went. And he returned to the man of God and he said, on his aid and came and stood before him and he said, indeed, now I know there is no God. Let's see verse 14. There is a place where he dipped himself. Uh, I want to see that place. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored. And his flesh was restored. And his flesh was restored. From that very moment, ask me, does it matter the river that he dipped himself in? From that very moment, will anybody ask him how he got his healing? From that very moment, that whole nation will jubilate because the man that used to be with leprosy is now the man that is now made old. His skin was restored like that of a little child. Honestly, the contemplation, what I want you to contemplate in your heart this evening is what is that thing that God has told you? What is that word that God has said concerning you? that you consider ridiculous? What is that thing that your heart is, is, your heart is fixed on, but you are not able to take action on it? What is that thing that, that you, you really wish you want to do, but you are considering what will people say? What is that thing that, that is in your heart? What is that little that is in your hand that God is saying, release this thing to me so that I will multiply you and you are holding on to it. What is that service that you can render to God for God to bless you? I want you to contemplate it in your heart this evening. They might look ridiculous. They might look dirty. 
But God is saying, therein I command my blessing for you. Therein I command my blessing for you. Many limiting circumstances. Many limiting circumstances. We have to be prayerful. We have to stay on the word of God. The Bible says in Romans 12, chapter 2b, that we should renew our mind. By renewing our mind as a Christian, we should renew our mind. When he looks, this thing is ridiculous. Take it back to God in prayer. When he looks, this thing is ridiculous. Take it deep, deep into the word of God. Search deeper into the word of God to get deeper understanding. And let your mind be renewed. Let your mind be refreshed. Let your faith be strengthened. That you may prove that which God is said to do for you. That you may prove what is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect will of God. God is saying, I've given you the power to prove my will for you. God is saying, you have a blank check in your hand. Just think about it. If you can think about it, whatever you can think about, I can make it happen for you. All you need to do is to think about it. Think about it. Uh, think about it. Conceiving you, conceive it in your heart uh, and commit it into my hand and I can do it for you. I can do it for you. I can do it for you. There was a time that uh, very some weeks ago, the man, of, the man of God preached a sermon here that talked about our hope. That even when our faith, where our faith cannot carry us, our hope can carry us. Yes or no? That is as little. Faith is the level that we should be operating at. But the man of God says, and it came, it was a message of encouragement. It was a message of hope. To say that even when it looks as if you know you don't have faith, still hope for it. If you hope for it and your heart is on it, your hope can make it happen. Your hope can make it happen. Let's consider a situation in the Bible. That same Second Kings, chapter 7. That same Second Kings. I tell you, all sorts of limitations can happen. But if your mind is renewed... If you have hope in God, it can happen. Let's read from verse 3. I'm going to come back to this verse 1, but let's consider from verse 3. The Bible says this is a story of also a situation of leprosy. This time around, not just one man. This time around, it is a case of four men. Perhaps they are not even family members. But their case made us to understand what should have happened to Naaman. The case of Naaman, Naaman could even go to the king. Naaman could live in the city as a mistress, as wife, right? Because, I mean, he could use money to buy things. We know in this, in, in, in this nation, right, no matter how bad it is, when you have money, we, you can get things done, right? We, even if you are limited physically, you, you, you are disabled, but with money, right? That disability can seem... Uh, like it is not an issue because I mean there are machines that 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 different kind of wheelchair that can be controlled by button to to make you go around without necessarily relying on anybody to carry you yes or no, but in the case of these four men their case were really critical, they were not honourable like Naaman. No victory has been wrought by them like Naaman. They are not in any way uh, qualified near the qualification that Naaman has. So in their own case, they were pushed outside the city. They were pushed outside the city, which is the real situation of anyone living with leprosy. And on this particular day, they said to themselves, they are there, there is no food. The Bible says, and they said to one another, 
Why are we sitting here until we die? They are hungry. They know that if they go to the city, you can go to the next verse, verse 4. If we say we enter the city, the family is in the city, right? And we shall die there. And if we sit here, we'll do what? We'll die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of Syria. Because in Syria, there is plenty. In Syria, there is abundance. But they know that if they go into that place for food, either of two things will happen. They will get the food. However, there is high tendency that they will be killed because they are not meant to be seen in the city. However, their mind, thank God for their mind. Thank God for the power, the, the capacity, the grace for them to think beyond the now. And they said to one another, let us surrender to the army of Syria. And if they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. Anyways, if we stay here, we still die. So, instead of us dying with hunger and it will look like a suicide, let us go to where we'll be eating, why eating. If they kill us, they kill us. Let's continue. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of Syria. And when they had come to the outskirts of Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. No one was there. And we needed to see what happened. But that action, that wasn't the, the action they took by going to the camp of Syria was not an action of faith. It was just an action of chan error. It was an action of, let us see if we get food, if we'll be killed, if we can get something nearby and we'll run out again. But God turned it around. What their mind was able to conceive God turned it around. God said, I will give you that food and you will not be killed there, in, in there. And the Lord had caused the army of Syria to hear the noise of chariots. How? Leprosy, by what I understand by leprosy, their limbs will not be there. So there is even no, no tendency for their feet to make a sound when they are coming near the city gates. But God made their feet, feet of four leprous men, to sound like a noise of chariots and noise of horses and the noise of great army. So they said, the Syrians said to one another, look, the king of Israel has higher against us, king of Hittites and king of Egyptians to attack us. And what happened? Therefore they arose and fled and left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and fled for their life. Let's continue. And when these lepers came into, came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried silver and gold. What they thought was going to kill them. What they thought was ridiculous to do. What they thought was a suicidal mission. God turned it around to be a blessing. God turned it around to be a blessing. God turned it around to be a blessing. What is your mind telling you? What is the spirit of God ministering to you to do? What is it that you are meant to do that you are still procrastinating? That you are still checking? Is this a right step to take? Is this logical? Is, will this make sense? Will this, uh, be, be, will, will this be, will it not look ridiculous for me to dance like David dance? Will it not look ridiculous for me to stand by the roadside uh, and sell Akara when God is saying, but in that Akara that you want to sell, I will command my blessing in that. 
Will it not look ridiculous uh, for me to come and be a, 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 a sanitation worker in the house of God with all my qualifications? And God is saying, in that sanitation work, that is where I will command your partner to meet you and to see you and to see a wife material in you. Will it not look ridiculous for me to go and take this job, uh, this job that looks ridiculous? And God is saying, it is in that job uh, that I will elevate you to becoming uh, known, to become a man that will stand before kings uh, and not mere men. They enter, and to their surprise, no one was there because God has turned their thoughts around and made that thoughts to work in their favor. Made it to work in their favor. Made it to work in their favor. Made it to work in their favor. You're thinking there was a case of, of, of Elisha's servants that died, and the wife was indebted. Debtors came, they want to take away this, her sons. And she had nothing. The man of God said, what do you have in your house? She said, I have nothing. Save a pot of oil. And he said, borrow a vessel, not a few. And begin to pour. At that point, if she has questioned how a jar of oil can fill plenty of vessels that she has gathered together, that miracle will not happen. That miracle will not happen. I've come to challenge you this evening. Stop challenging the word of God. Act on 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 the word of God. When the word of God comes, when God speaks his word from his altar to your heart personally, when you hear from a man of God that is an authority figure over your life, when that word comes, all you have to do, receive that word and run. Run with that word. Run with that word. Run with that word because in this season there is no limitation. There is no limitation to what God can do. When God is set to bless you, when your time has come, uh, when it is your season of turning point, uh, there is no limitation to what God can do. Uh, the only limitation that you can experience is the limitation that is in your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your mind by the word of God. Renew your mind by staying on your prayer watch, on your prayer altar, and praying. Take that thing to God. Instead of you considering how ridiculous it is, take it to God in prayer and let God direct you on the way to go about it. Let's stop making the word of God look as if it is of no effect. It's a lie. The devil is a liar. The word of God in this house is powerful. It's powerful. And it will manifest in your life. I say it will manifest in your life. Look beyond any limitation and make it happen. Look beyond limitation. Break every barrier. Break that barrier in whatever form. Either physically, in your mind, spiritually, financially. Break that limitation and make the blessing happen for you. We know the case of Zacchaeus. He was meant to meet with Jesus. But he was limited. Limited by what? By height. Right? Wasn't Zacchaeus that was limited by height? He was limited by height. However, he did something. That if I can climb on this tree, you will see me. I will be elevated. Yes or no? We know the case of, is it Jarius? That his friend broke the roof to, to, to lay him before Jesus just to make entry. Let's break every limitation and make the word of God if of effect. I like to begin to bring my sermon to a close. And I will read from this same chapter 7 of Second Kings. But from, from verse 1. I want you to see. What our mind can do. 
how our mind can hinder us and how our mind can put us on a dangerous path. And that is why I pray this evening for every one of us that our mind will be renewed by the Spirit of God. That our mind will be renewed by the Word of God. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1 that Elisha, this was a season in Syria where there is famine in the land. In Samaria, when there is famine in the land. And the man of God said, because he's a man of God, and we have a man of God in this house that hears from God that speaks over our life. How well do we take the word that comes from the man of God in this house? We just don't have one, we have them. How well do we take the word that comes from their mouth? Do we just come to church and we hear the word and we go? Or we take the word that comes from them? We take it and we run with it. Sometimes the word, it is not only when it comes from the altar. Sometimes it comes by way of text message. Sometimes it comes on the chat. How well do we take that word and we believe on that word? How well do we believe in the man of God? The Bible says, he will believe the man of God, the prophet of God will receive the prophet blessings. How well do we believe the word that comes from their mouth? In this case, this is a man of God that make a decree that by the word of the Lord, not by his word, that by the word of the Lord, thus said the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a share of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two share of barley for a shekel at the gates of Samaria. And it looks like it is impossible. And that was why I told you earlier, the how is not your business. Why the man of God was prophesying this in the city on one hand, the Lord is making the feet, the foot of four leprous men to cause that miracle, this miracle that the man of God is saying to happen. When the man of God was making this prophecy, he doesn't even know that the four leprous men, that God is going to make their foot to sound like that of mighty army. He was just speaking the word of God. And for everyone that believe on this word, receive the blessing. But there was a man in verse 2. There was a man. So an officer on whose the hand, the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will come down, he's not the man of God, though. he's not a man of God. He's a man of man, right? We know the men of God and we know the men of men, right? He's just a man of king. And hating king, and is challenging the word of God. I beg us this evening, let's stop challenging the word of God. Let's take the word of God and act with the word of God. Let us run. Let us pray. Let us pray it into manifestation. Let us work it out. Working out your salvation. Let us work out the word of God till we find it manifest in our life. The case of this man, he challenged the man of God. He said, even if the Lord will come down and open the windows of heaven, and begin to pour that floor and barley. There is no how this thing can be. And the man of God said to him, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not hit of it. I forbid that to happen to us in Jesus' name. What God has said concerning us, we shall see it, we shall lay our hands on it, we'll take all of it, we'll possess it, we'll enjoy it, we'll use it to bring glory to God, we'll testify of it, 
in the mighty name of Jesus. The word of God cannot lie. I've come to preach for you this evening. God can go to any length to make his word of effect. By this word, for all you care to know, this was the word that God was going to make happen. And he was going to make it happen. Not just by a miraculous, right? We're expecting that if, because he has conditioned his mind, the only way this thing can happen is if God will open the windows of heaven and begin to pour Gary and tomorrow we'll begin to buy, how much is petrol now? 145. We'll begin to buy petrol in Nigeria at uh, 10 naira per liter. We have conditioned our mind that it can never happen. We should not go to that place, right? But God is saying, I can make it happen. The man of God prophesied. And when we consider what happened, God was going to bring that word to pass. And that was the story we read from the whole of, from verse 3, about the four leprous men, to verse 11. And God had caused that to happen. Let's consider from verse 12 and see how this word became, come to manifestation. Verse 12, the king, now the, 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 the four leprous men had gone to the king. And told the king that the Syrian, as they have left their, their, their tents, they've left their camp, they've left everything they have, their horses, their donkeys. And the king commanded. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrian have done to us. They know what we are, they know that we are hungry. I mean, because there is famine in the land. Therefore, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get them into the city. But God is saying, no, that's still your mind, your mind. You are still thinking, I've created you, I've launched you into plenty, and you are still considering, could this be true? God is saying it is true. It is true. And one of his servants answered and said, please, let several men take five uh, of the remaining horses which are left in the city. So they are taking it small, small, Right? God has blessed you with largesse. He has given everything to them. But they are taking it little by little. Okay, what we'll do is, don't let us rush. Let's send five men first. At least they won't kill all of us. Five men, you go and bring the horses and the donkeys. And God is saying, you own everything. I've given you everything. Just go in there and largesse. Let's continue to verse 14. Verse 14. Therefore, they took the two chariots and horses. Uh, take me, take me to like uh, towards the end, verse 17 to 20, so that we can make this first. I want to I, I want to point out the case of that man that challenged the word of God in verse 2. When the man of God prophesied that about this time tomorrow, this is what is going to happen, and that man that his mind could not conceive, that man that, that his mind could not see the possibility of that which God has spoken. Now the king had appointed the officer, that same officer that we met in verse 2, and on whose hand he leaned to have charged to have charge of the gates, but the people trampled him in the gates and he died. Just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. Let's see verse 18. And this is the manifestation of the word of God. So it happened. Somebody says, so it happened. So it happened. What God has said, 
that about this time tomorrow, what you think is impossible, I'm going to make it possible. So it's happened. Just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, two seers of barley for a shekel, and seer of fine flour for a shekel, shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate. So it happened. So it happened. So it happened. What God has said concerning you, it will happen. What God has said concerning this house, it will happen. However, check your mind. Is your mind able to hold it? Is your mind able to receive it? Is your heart able to conceive it? Are you able to see that which God is saying to you this time? Are you able to hear with, the, with your spiritual ears? Are you able to see with your eyes of understanding? So it happened. Every word of God concerning this house, every word of God concerning us, it's going to happen in the mighty name of Jesus. So it happened. So it happened. So the message this evening is no matter how ridiculous or how big or how impossible it looks, the prophecy, the word of God that has come out to you, God is saying it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. Let your mind be open. Let your mind be open. Let your heart receive it. What your heart receives, your hand will lay hold of. I want you to bow your heart before we contemplate on this in contribution. And I want you to just begin to tell God, Lord, open my heart. Open my mind. Let my mind be able to receive your word. Let your word manifest in my life. Let my mind not be the limitation to the fulfillment of your word. I believe you, I trust you, I hold on to you, that which you have said concerning me. I believe it, O oh Lord. I believe your word. Make it happen for me. Make it happen for me. What looks impossible, what looks like cannot be done, Lord, make it happen. I believe your word. I don't know how. I don't know when, but I believe you that you will make it happen. Every prophecy that has been spoken over this house, Lord, make it happen. Let your word manifest in this house, in this season. In this season of turnaround, let every limitation in our hearts, every limitation, physically, spiritually, financially, every limitation in our intellect, let them be broken. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. Let every limitation be broken. Lord, look beyond my faith. Look beyond my unbelief. Look beyond uh, my, 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 my small mind and make it happen. That's what you have proposed to do for me in this season. Lord, make it happen. Lord, make it happen. Lord, make it happen. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's celebrate God. Hallelujah. Okay.